You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner, and that guy right there is Hal Edward Runkle. Hey. Are you okay? It's It's been a rough week and a half. <laughs> right right before Hal walked in, I heard him, was it, a, was it a bottle of water? As far as you know. Out in the hallway. <laughs> it was some clear liquid, uh-huh. and he was guzzling it, and then he just erupted <laughs> with some coughing, uh. gagging... I didn't know if I needed to call 911. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there is a puddle in the floor. I'm not sure where, <coughs> how exactly that came to be, but it, uh, uh, I, I have I have been struggling. Have you? Is the it the worst sinus infection thing of of all time? Really? Yes. Wow. Very and very bad. You've been to see a doctor. There's been shots. There's been multiple antibiotics, and and here you are. And it's getting better. Okay, this is better. But really, yeah, man, I was. Well, you don't sound. Out. You did have the kind of the very yes, for a long voice, time. I did yeah, with a big grab. Now sound, it's just but... all kind of stuck right Ugh. there. Which, but I mean, they're being aggressive to prevent it from going down to everything in danger of pneumonia. And Ooh, all stuff. Goodness, it's just gracious. crazy. Yeah, is it, how's the rest of your family? Uh, getting better. Uh, no, we should. We've for those of you who've been tracking with us at home, you know that Hal's wife Jenny, yes, uh, was diagnosed <clears> with <throat> melanoma. Yes. And uh, she had surgery mm-hmm. last week, right? Yep. So we were a fine pair. <laughs> you coughing and wheezing yes. and all that, and yeah. she. I'm supposed to be taking care of her because she has multiple incisions on her body, right? Yeah. Oh, because they they had to take a a, a skin, a, a big chunk, a big chunk of her skin, and then yep. they also went in and they removed some of the lymph nodes. Yes. Yes. Okay. So she's got multiple wounds on her body, and I'm supposed to be caring for her. And and I am coughing up my lungs, and she is alternately then caring, feeling the need to care for you for me, and, and, and we were with each other all day, every day, Tuesday through wow. yesterday. Through that's Sunday. togetherness, and and it needed to end, <laughs> and that's why you came into the office today. And she actually went back to work today, which is okay. Great. Yeah. So uh, again, for for everybody who is concerned now, because we did mention cancer. Yes. So your wife is like, what's the latest on that? The latest is that uh, they think they got everything, and the path report, pathology report, seems uh, to be very good. We will know uh, definitively, I think. Um, in this week, whether or not she would need any sort of preventative chemo because she had had cancer before. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as the surgeon's concerned, um, it looks clear. Well, that's good. Which this is fantastic. This is all good news. All good news. Fantastic. And so everyone is on the mend in the Runkle household. Except now my son is at home. Oh, dear. Yeah, he woke up. He oh, woke- and last week, yeah, I was in the office last week when um, uh, your daughter... Yeah, yeah. Called and we don't get sick very often, but right now. But when you do, right, you do it right. Yeah, my son. My son don't get sick very often, but when we do, it's a sinus infection and cancer. That's right. Yeah, we we (laughs) we go all out. How morbid is that that we're laughing? Well, that's the only way you get through (laughs) it, right? Yeah, Yeah, kind of. You make jokes about it for sure, but yeah, my son woke up. Uh, Here's what I'm I'm amazed at with my kids. Yeah, the most amazing thing about my kids is that they both get up before we do. Wow. On do, purpose. On purpose to do uh, homework before school. Ugh. Yeah. Every, I mean, every yeah. single school morning. Now, how long has it been that way? Because it hasn't always been No, that way. no. It's been that way a couple of... My, my daughter's been doing it since junior high. Wow. And now she's a junior. Yeah. And my son's in eighth grade. And so he... Buzzer went off at 5.20. Oh, oh, that just... Uh, I just want to punch is, my alarm clock in the face. If and, my alarm clock was a dude and he went off at 5.20... I'd punch him in the face. And and mine wasn't until like 5.45. And so uh, he, uh, 
And so I go downstairs and I see him, but I, the night before he was getting sick. And so we set up the humidifier and gave him medicine, whatever, but yeah. he looked awful and he's studying for a Latin quiz. He's got this morning Latin and, and he, within 30 minutes, I just look over I'm in my chair. He's in his, and I look over and he's asleep. Yeah, with the laptop on his chest. I'm like, dude, just go to bed. Go to bed. Yeah, just go seriously. To bed. Just Sleep looked, this off. This looked awful. Ugh. Awful. Well, but okay. We'll so there's a sickness in the Runkle house, but other than that, you're here and uh, you appear to be. Good. Yeah, you're you're feeling good. You no, but I'm feeling better. Okay, well that's good. Now, um, a, a couple of things. Today is obviously Veterans, Veterans Day. Day. We yes. are recording this on Veterans Day. And so we should we would be remiss if we did not take a moment right. to acknowledge all of the people who have sacrificed and served uh, and made the world a, a the secure place that it is. Right, the the place that in, gives us the chance to enjoy opportunities, freedoms uh, that few people in history have ever had the opportunity to enjoy. Now, any of your family members serve? My father did. My yep. father did. What, what, what um, branch of Korea, service uh, was he He was in the Air Force Air around Force? the time of Korea, but okay. he did not serve in the conflict. And my dad was uh, Navy. Okay. And he was, uh, again, in between mm-hmm. uh, Korea and Vietnam, and so he, he never saw active duty, but he, he went all over the world right. in the Navy. Yeah, my dad went around the world with, uh, with the Air Force. And, of course, you know, that people have heard us mention Quite a bit about how much we get to work with military personnel right. and yeah. families uh, around the world, and that has been eye-opening to say the least <laughs> yeah. about how much they make our lives uh, possible. And uh, so, yes, we would be remiss. So, you know what? I think the easiest way to do it is um, let's just uh, give five seconds. Thank you for your service. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, another thing that is big in the news, everyone is talking about it. This started as just a sports story. And, you know, I mean, we're always, uh, we try to be sensitive. You and I are both huge sports guys, and we don't want to make this whole podcast about sports. And so we withheld from commenting on this story last week, but it's grown into something that's a little bit more. I mean, Good Morning America led with this story last week. This is. uh, No, it's everything. There's this situation that's gone on. Uh, in Miami, the Miami Dolphins is a professional football team here in America. For those of you who are listening across the pond and around the world, mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins have these two players. One is named um, Jonathan uh, Martin. Martin, right? And right. Jonathan Martin uh, left the team abruptly um, about a, a week and a half, ago, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Just left the team, and people didn't exactly know why. And he kind of checked himself into a hospital, and people thought maybe he had a nervous breakdown or what right. was going on. And then uh, his uh, spokesman um, released a statement that says this had to do with a a bullying incident right. that took place on the Miami Dolphins, you know, compound or whatever, and, like where he went to sit down to have lunch, mm-hmm. and he sat at a table with all of his fellow... He's a, an offensive lineman, and he sat down at a table with his fellow offensive linemen, and when he sat down, they all got up and left and went to a different table. Right. Which I guess is... Like, that's a, a long-standing practical joke... Sort of, in, yes. ...in that camp, right? Sure, sure. It, but this was, for whatever reason, this was the trigger. The, the last straw. The straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. So he left and in emotional distress. And shortly thereafter, a, the contents of a voicemail 
were released to right. the public. Right. Uh, a voicemail from his teammate, a guy named Richie Incognito, where just horrible things were said. Called uh, racial slurs, threaten, threats to yeah. hurt him personally, threats to hurt his family, threats to... And, and you can... All of this stuff is out there. You can... Yeah, yeah without yeah. us and you've, having you've to read them, you've probably heard them you've or heard you can about find it. them online. It's everywhere. We're we're late in reporting this story. It's, so, so it's been interesting to watch over the course of the last couple of weeks because the initial response was... Um, Jonathan Martin has abandoned his teammates. Yes. And then very quickly, the you know blowback came. This is a result of bullying. So right. Richie Incognito, because he was the guy who left the voicemail, his name and face, like he has become the poster boy for bullying. And then, though, the pushback was all the NFL the way, people right? who, all the NFL players and former players who are supporting Incognito, incognito, saying that's the kind of guy you want in the locker room. Because this is a tough sport. It is all about toughness. Being a man and, yes. and being able to stand up to that kind of thing. And it's even come out that, um, I guess, uh, Jonathan Martin's agent went to some of the coaches. And the general manager of the team who said, I who, think... And he said, well, there's this problem going on between these two players. What can we do about it? And, and the coach he needs said, to go fight him. He needs to go punch him in the face. Yes. That's, that's the way yeah. he will show himself to be a man. The problem is he's not man enough. That's why he's getting ridiculed. They're actually ridiculing him in an effort to try to toughen him up. Now think about this. Jonathan Martin is a big, big man. Six foot something. Six foot 300, four, 320 right? pounds, yes. And now he did go to Stanford. Yes. Which is an academic academically elite institution. Oh, and it was a break from his family. It was a scandal in his family because he didn't go to Harvard. Right. So both of his parents went to Harvard. His, his grandfather, grandfather Harvard, was the first right. African-American or, or one, one of the of first yeah. African-Americans to graduate from Harvard. His parents are attorneys. He's a, he's, his parents are a, a biracial couple. Yes. So he is of mixed race. Um, he is thoughtful. He is intelligent. He is known to be soft-spoken. Yes. And all of that seems to translate in some cultures into weakness. Weakness, yes. Meanwhile, this Richie Incognito guy uh, was kicked out of the University of Nebraska. Yes. Which I'm sure there are some really, really intelligent people at the University of Nebraska. Oh, of course. But it does not hold the academic clout no, but of, it, it's a research but it, yeah. institution. Blah, so, blah, blah, but, but anyway, yeah. he gets into University of Nebraska and gets thrown out yes. for conduct detrimental to the team. Yes. He has a checkered past. He is a loud, boisterous, tattooed white man. He has been on multiple NFL teams. He has and there been are some, yeah. He, he's been voted... More than once. The dirtiest player in the league. In the NFL. Right? right. When he was with the Rams, he was with the St. Louis Rams, and they voted him that. Um, there were some, it's come out now, that some of the, the people who were coaches and general managers at the time when he was being drafted into the NFL did not want him at all. Tony Dungy said that they, when he was with the Colts, he and Bill Pullian put him on the do not draft due to character related issues list. Right. 
that no matter how physically gifted he was, they did not want him on the team because they felt like his character mm. was going to be detrimental to the chemistry of the team. True. And yet, he is being either, because of this, vilified. Depending on who you ask, yeah. Right, depending on who you asked, or lionized. lionized right. Yeah. Did we both just use, we did, we did. use the term lionized? Oh, yeah, we, we did. are such nerds. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like He is either a hero or he is the worst person Ever mm-hmm. depend upon who you ask, and of course, yesterday he finally came out and, and had he it, was, was interviewed. interviewed Jay Glazer on yes. uh, Fox, and he showed texts from Jonathan Martin where Jonathan Martin was threatening to kill his family and, and using stuff. Right. Ba- racial slurs. Apparently, and the are... deal is what they're trying to explain this as is this is a banter that's going on back and forth. In fact, you and I have joked before that it's a good thing the public doesn't Can't see read our texts yes, between to one another. us, right? Because there is a banter that happens more between men than between women, I think it's safe yeah, to say. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right? That is uh, the verbal equivalent of hitting one on the shoulder. Well, we you know? even have kind of a, a cliche that we, you know, that we mention locker room talk. Sure. Right? Sure. People people know what that means, locker room talk. Or I, I tell people I spend a lot of time in a dugout, right? Yeah. Dugout vocabulary right. is more colorful, shall sure. we say, than out there in, there in is, general public. You, you used the term interesting enough. There's a lot of different ways to go with this, right? right. We, we How we could spin this and how we could converse it. One of the things is you said the term culture. Comes yeah. from a culture, right? It, yeah. And what's interesting is in our common dialogue, what we immediately think of is race or nationality. Mm-hmm. And yet culture is means so, so much, much more, more than, than that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's... And is can be it can be so much broader than that and yet narrower than that. Dugout has a culture. Yes. Baseball dugout has a culture. It, it was interesting. My son, a couple of weeks ago, was playing in a tournament, and uh, I think we've mentioned before that I'm not coaching him for the first time yeah, in yeah, baseball yeah. in 10 that's years. A, that's a, a big m- right. milestone for so, you guys. Yes. So we're watching him, and I'm sitting next to the wife of the head coach, okay, watching, and I'm watching from the stands, and I am doing what I have always done when I watch baseball. I am... Spitting seeds. Okay, so you're, you're a seed guy. I'm you're a, a sunflower seed, seed guy. See, uh, yeah, there there are tobacco guys. Yes, and th- those are fewer and farther between. Thankfully, now. yes. But there, then, then there are seeds and there's gum. gum Usually, guys. it's those two. Yes. Yeah. You, so yeah. you're you're a seed. Hopefully, guy. not a lot of tobacco guys in the eighth grade dugout. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Although I, you know, yeah. but that's a different yes. story. Yeah. But uh, so I am doing what I do, and I'm just spitting them out. Yeah, on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. That's what that's you do on a dugout, yeah, exactly. right? Now, what's interesting is my wife wasn't at that game. She comes to a later game, and I do the same thing. Now I'm sitting next to my wife and next to this, the wife of the head coach. Yeah, and now it becomes apparent you're no, in a different culture. Jenny's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Have this you been, is what I always do. Yes, yeah, what I always do. That's just, oh my, that is so disgusting. Seeing the seeds pop out of your mouth. Can you, like, spit those in a cup somewhere? Did you spit one at her? No. Uh, I resisted that urge. Because, see, I like having sex every once in a while. (laughs) I'm smart enough. I've been married 20 years. Yes. Yeah, that's the 20 years Mm -hmm. talking there. Yes. So it was in that culture. But So what we have, according to Incognito, is... Look, there's there's a culture that has then now been exposed to the light of day. Right. Because what happened within that culture crossed certain lines that are defined by an outside culture. And this is this Race, whole thing reminds right? me a lot of you remember the movie A Few Good Men? Yes. Because that there was a culture 
in that in those barracks. Yes. And there were a lot of kind of unspoken rules that that everyone in that in those barracks they all knew it. A military milieu, if you will, yeah. that that requires you to be on edge, requires you to be tough, requires you to be mentally, physically capable of handling whatever. And suddenly these uh, you know, uh attorneys came in and they exposed that culture, culture right. to the outside. And it looked barbaric. Well, they ended up killing a guy in right. the name of, quote-unquote, toughening him up. Right. And that's, I mean, obviously, thank, thankfully, this didn't get to to the point where there was that kind sure. of, that level of physical violence. But, but I'm guessing you're checking yourself into a hospital for emotional distress. There was something. There's thoughts. Yeah. I, he has not said suicidal no, thoughts, no. but... That would One not wonders, be, that yeah. would not be unsurprising. Yeah. Right? And then so it, it it asks so many so many fascinating questions about what do we mean by toughness? What do we need what do we mean by manhood? Because the term that's been thrown around is he just needed to man Man up. up. You know, be right? a man. Be a tough guy. Yeah. Be that macho or whatever, you know. Right? And what do we and t- how do we talk about this with our kids. Yeah. Right? And because this is this is in the soup. They're breathing it, especially if they're involved in athletics at all. But they're talking about it. They're seeing it on ESPN. Well, and again, you know, I think it was uh, Brandon Marshall who plays uh, football for the, uh, the Chicago Bears, right? Right. Brandon Marshall talked about how from the time little boys are little. Yeah. They fall down. They scrape their knee. And what do you tell them? Man up. Be tough. Right. Be a tough guy. Come on, show me your tough face. Right. You know, don't don't cry. Let's this is you're gonna be okay. Toughen up. But little girls get different treatment. And more and more so I see uh, I see them getting some treatment of the same. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, you're gonna be okay. I hope that's happening. Here's the the thing is because some of this is very, very good. Yeah. One, in fact, one of my favorite parenting books is called The Blessings of a Skinned Knee. Yeah. And yeah. you have talked in here about, you know, how you know the pediatrician told your mom, mm-hmm. let him eat dirt. I was just reading an article yesterday about people are developing some actually serious, scientifically proven theories about why we are experiencing such an amazing rash of food allergies, and asthma. Well, and Carlin, George Carlin used to talk about how he he used to go swimming in the Hudson River, and that's why he never got sick. Right. (laughs) Because he could survive the Hudson River. Anything. Nothing was going to kill him. Right. So there is something to be said that, you know, we we coddle a little bit more now, and we've child-proofed the world Mm -hmm. to some extent, and any kind of injury, any kind, you know, I mean, some of the things, since we're talking about sports, some of the penalties now for hitting and, sure, and sure. things like that. And I understand leading with your head, but come on, you know, I mean, you're trying to take some of the, the football is a violent sport. This is, this is, but this is the dialogue. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately when the dialogue becomes in the national spotlight, the dialogue gets to be on, it, it gets centered on the extreme positions. The extreme positions start yelling at one another, and that's all we hear. Right, and we talk past one another. Yeah, we don't hear a more intelligent dialogue about nuance. Well, about... And so I was talking to Sarah, mm-hmm. w- one of the fellows here at the Screen Free Institute, 
and uh, and her family has had some uh, unfortunate experiences with bullying yes. in the past. And she was asking me about this situation. Yeah. And she said her concern is if everything becomes bullying, then nothing is bullying. Right. You know, and hitting each other on the shoulder, you know, right. or those kinds of things, Charlie horses. I mean, sure. remember we used to do dead legs and, you know, all of those kinds of things. If all of that is harassment and bullying, right? Then are we diminishing it when it when legitimate bullying takes place? Here is always my answer to that: is it's not bullying when it occurs in the context of a very healthy relationship. And that's what Incognito said yesterday in the interview. He said this isn't an issue of bullying. This is an issue with mine and John's relationship right. where I took some things too far and I didn't realize I was hurting him. Right. So they've got to repair their relationship. But what happened was he did not, John, Jonathan Martin, right. did not represent himself to Richie Incognito about right. the issue. Right, right, right. There's a way to resolve these kinds of things. That, so you that is stuff, not... them, stuff it, stuff it. And, and it, then check into a hospital. Right. And, and I please, please do not hear me say no. seeking out mental... Obviously, I'm a mental yeah. health practitioner, so obviously I believe if seeking out help is great. If that's what you need to do, then please seek sure. the help that you need. But that the extremes are I've got to stuff it or I've got to, quote, man up and hit the guy. Right. That's the, the solution that he gets from the person in charge. Yeah. Punch him in the face. That, that's what he got from his general manager, yeah. apparently. Was it the general manager or the offensive line coach or position coach? No, it was the general like, manager GM. of the team. If who's a former kicker, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there was a veiled, not yeah. so thinly veiled um, uh, uh, attack yes. in that. There was some. There, yeah. Yes, he, he said that with a sneer on his face. Yeah. A kicker, a kicker, a kicker. Telling an offensive lineman, he punch the guy go, in the face. Yeah, when that kicker wouldn't go near him. But Right, yeah, because that's how you used to settle things mm-hmm. in kicker camp over there, right? <laughs> you and the punter over there. I think they would probably have a kickoff instead, <laughs> right? You know, you see how many field goals you make, and this will settle it like men. Right, like men. <laughs> like men. But the challenge We're is... going to get so many emails yeah, from soccer yeah. players yeah, after exactly. this. Exactly. How do we instruct our kids to handle their differences? Without resorting to either go tell everybody on uh, tell on everyone for everything, right, or go up and punch them in the face. Well, and there's a difference between tattling, yeah, and and telling, yeah, so, you know, on someone. And we used to talk to our kids about this a lot, you know, because uh, kids have a tendency some some kids more than others to just tattle. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a big deal, we would just send them back. Go. Yeah, you know, solve your own problem. Here. Exactly. So, how like how do you tell kids? How do you help kids understand the difference? Like, this is a situation where you need to tell someone, and this is a situation where you just need to handle it yourself. And where I believe the wisdom is, uh, it, it, it's teaching people that representing yourself and your mm-hmm. position with strength does not require you to force someone else to move their position. Okay. 
See, punching somebody is an effort to literally move someone yes. from their position. I'm imposing my will on you. You are in my face, and so I need to punch you to get you out of my face. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of leading with, and this is difficult, yes, but leading with your face. Yeah. Leading with vulnerability. You're in my face, so I'm going to present my face to your face. This sounds really corny and cheesy. It does, yeah. But I'm going to position my face to your face and tell you, look, I understand what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and I admit that I have some growing up to do in figuring out exactly how to be the best teammate I can be or whatever. But you calling me a half N-word... Piece of expletive. Yes. Yeah. That's not working. No. That, that, that doesn't work for me. Right. I was never... See, I played a lot of sports when I was young, and I was never the rah-rah guy. You know, there's always the rah-rah red in the face. We're going to go out, and we're going to do this, and we're sure. going to do that. I was sure. never that guy. Right. I was, I was more reserved. I went out, and I kind of let what I did on the field speak for itself. Yes. And didn't feel the need to get up and rah, 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 right. kind of guy. But there are some people for whom that works. Okay. So I think you're right for, for, for Jonathan Martin to be able to say, listen, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to toughen me up or whatever, and I right. probably have some growing to do to be more aggressive on the field, but this approach doesn't work for me. Yes. But here's, uh, here's my question. You know that now as a 40-year-old. Yeah. Are you 41 now? Yeah. Yeah, as a 41-year-old. Nice. Would you have known that as a 24-year-old? No. And that's, that's my... Like, that's what makes me really angry about this, is Jonathan Martin, though he is a giant of a man... Yes. He's, he's tw- like, 23, 24? But here, and here. his GM is supposed to be the guy... Exactly. ...to say, all right, this is how a grown-up handles these sorts of things. Right. And his GM is the one who told him, punch him in the face. That's the message that gets taught. That's a failure of leadership, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. You asked me, would I have known as a 24-year-old? No. But I'm going to be bold enough to say I think my son knows as a 14-year-old. Because mm. we talk about it. I think my daughter knows. As, I mean, I, I, in fact, my daughter teaches me how to strongly represent herself. I mean, I, it's, it's <laughs> going, going to address her about an issue yesterday. <laughs> I actually felt, okay. Um, I can do this. I can do <laughs> you this. You have to psych yourself I, I do, because she is going to represent herself so strongly to me. Wow. And look me right in the eye as she's stating it, that it's bold. I mean, I really feel sorry for her boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do. It's, it's, she, he was like pressuring her. He was talking about he wants more time with her. And she's like, uh, look, I'm interested in a lot of things. Now, this was the, the last boyfriend? No, this is the one she The has. current one. Yeah, the current oh, she's okay. dating. Look, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. interested in a lot of things. So I can't give you 100% of and my attention. Like, and you're spending the time we have now complaining about the time that we haven't had. Wow. Like, wow. Holy cow. Yeah, so... I'm trying to imagine if I was like 16, 17 and had a girl tell me that. Yeah. Like, how I would have responded. I don't know. I, I, I think uh, you find her more attractive. Yeah. Yeah. And... and I, again, leading with vulnerability is something we preach at Scream Free, but it is something that is so rare because it's just so uncomfortable and difficult. Hard. It's very, very hard. It's but... easier to punch somebody in the face. Yeah, it is. Or? Or to stuff it, stuff it, stuff it, and until, run. And then you run away. Away. 
the most difficult thing is to be present in the midst of your conflict and represent yourself strongly without trying to make somebody else move their position. You know, another thing that uh, Richie Incognito said yesterday, Jay Glazer asked him, you know, if, if Jonathan Martin were sitting here right now, what would you say? Mm. And he said, I would ask him, why, why didn't you just come to me? Right. You know, and I wonder, like, I, I, I because that, that's so simple. Yeah. If you, um, but it ain't, I, it's not easy. No, no, it isn't. But I remember when the story first broke, you know, and there were story, there, there were elements of the story where maybe Jonathan Martin had been, uh, there was some money being extorted, you know, that uh, there was a trip that yes. uh, a lot of the players took that he was supposed to pay for a portion yes. of, and and he didn't go on the trip, but he still had to pay the money, all this kind of stuff. And and there are these stories that, uh, you know, rookies especially have to pay for sure. a lot of things. Sure. Get stuck with the bar tab or get stuck with the bill at dinner or something like that. And uh, Mike Golick on Mike and Mike in the Morning mm-hmm. on ESPN was telling a story about how uh, one year in uh, when he was a player, a rookie came to him and said, yeah, I don't have it. Right. And he was uh, like, dude, he don't, said, don't worry. Don't worry about, about it, it at all. Yeah, of course. If you come right to it, now it that's a very brave thing for it's a rookie. A, but you're leading with vulnerability. And that's the thing about vulnerability is vulnerability, just like a strong, authentic self-representation, vulnerability also is attractive. It is. It's always attractive. It actually is compelling. If you do it combined with strength. And and if you do it without whining. Yeah, it, that's why it's got to be combined with strength. Yeah, exactly. It's it's vulnerability isn't weakness. Vulnerability can be. Yes. Paired but it's not with necessar- weakness. Yeah, that's, right? the, that's the big thing right there. Say that again. Yeah, vulnerability is not weakness. Vulnerability can be paired with weakness. Or it can be paired with, with strength. strength. And when it is paired with strength, it actually creates growth and connection and maturity. You know, um, Jesus. Who? Jesus. There's a guy named Jesus who lived a long time ago, and uh, I never saw him play. I never saw him play either. Uh, but uh, he had some things to say about resolving conflict that I think are just genius. Yes, that have been echoed by a few brave voices <laughs> exactly. from other traditions around the world. If yes. you have a problem with someone, you right. Go to them without talking to other people and try to resolve it between the two of you. If that doesn't work, go bring a couple of trusted sources and sit down at the table together to work this through. I mean, it's so simple, and yet it is so genius. You, on your own, without talking to other people, go to that person for the purpose of reconciliation. Yes. And if that doesn't work, go find a few people that you trust, bring them to the table. And isn't he uh, also reported as saying that even if you're on your way to go worship God? Yes. And you at remember the temple. You remember, oh, there's this thing between me and Hal. You yeah. know what? I'm going to stop where I'm going and what I'm trying to do. And I'm going to go work towards resolution. I'm going to stop my quote-unquote religious activities. Because this is real religious activity, is to This reconciliation work, work between reconciliation. people. Exactly. That's interesting. It, and again, it had Jonathan Martin done that, just gone straight to Richie. Who knows how it would have worked sure. out. 
It may have blown up in his face. Richie Incognito may have lashed out at him physically. I don't know. Absolutely. Then, if Jonathan Martin finds a couple of trusted people, and together they work towards this. I mean, think... Well, see, and he's going to say, but I did. But what you can say, based on what you just laid out, is, but you did it out of order. Yeah, exactly. You did it out of order, right? Now, here's the problem that uh, people are thinking of, and mm-hmm. this is the bullying conversation. You're still putting the onus on the quote-unquote bullied. You're putting the onus on the victim to do right what mm-hmm. the cha- what the system needs. Well, what's what's interesting there, you know, Jesus addressed both sides. Okay. On the one hand, he said, "If you've got a beef with somebody, you go to them." But then the the part that you just mm-hmm. mentioned, he said, "If you're on your way to worship and you remember that somebody else has a beef with you, right, you should go to them." So he, he says either way, the, is the onus on the bully or on the bullied? Yes. Yes. The issue is who cares about the issue the, the most, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's why I think it's ultimately a moot point to say, should we be encouraging the bullied or the bullied? No, what we should be encouraging is conscience mm. on everyone yes. to think about how their actions are actually affecting others. You want to you wanna attack bullying... Don't try and stop bullying. Try to increase conscience-led behavior. Thoughtfulness. And that's a big thing, right? Thoughtfulness. Being thoughtful about how you behave towards others and being curious about how you're coming across towards others. Now, this invites an interesting conversation that are we, the reason why we're experiencing more and more, quote-unquote, bullying in schools, is it... And there's no way to tell this definitively, but is this a reflection of the fact that we so are losing the immediate feedback we get through interactions face-to-face because we're interacting through a screen? And that's that um, uh, Louis C.K. talking about why he's not going to give his kids a smartphone. Because when I look at someone and I say, you're ugly, and I see the look on their face, and I see what I've just done, then I feel bad about that. Or at that, least it increases the, yeah. ca- the increases the chances that I'll feel bad. But if I type it into a screen, I don't care. And then you know what? I type it onto a screen on for public display right. and I get likes from people. Yeah, people like it when I mean to you and I post an ugly picture or whatever. So I don't I don't ever have to deal with you. I'm actually getting feedback from others based on how I'm treating you. But I'm not having to learn the basic empathic skill of learning how my behavior directly affects the people I'm behaving towards, I'm never learning that skill because I don't have to. Uh, interestingly enough, this is one of the reasons why we advocate putting your kids in sports. Right. So they can learn that kind of stuff. So they can learn those kinds of dynamics. Yes. But then when the sport itself encourages, for whatever reason, uh, a, a bullying mentality or a yeah. I think one writer referred to it as like a, a prison yard yeah, mentality. it's the prison yard where, hey, the toughest, the yeah. baddest are what we need, and if you're not fit for this... Well, I mean, then the, then putting your kids in sports actually does a disservice to them. Yeah. It doesn't toughen them up, it gives them an artificial toughness. And, that, and that's what this man-up thing is. So what is toughness? Grit. Persistence. Like Dustin Pedroia kind of grit, yeah. you know? Like, or... Just tenacity? Like MLK, kind of, I'm in prison, 
and I'm still writing. I, they're not giving me anything to write on, so I'm going to write the letter from a Birmingham jail. Which is a magnificent piece of literature. I'm going to write it on that. the borders of this, this yeah. pamphlet that I have. Right? I'm going to write it on toilet paper. I mean, that type of, and it's interesting, there's a great, great book on it called How Children Succeed, came out last year. And who, do, you, uh, do you remember the author's name? How Children Succeed? No, no. Uh, okay, yeah, but, right, it is, it, but his whole thing is, that we're learning, science is now proving, that how children succeed is through grit, through persistence, through pursuing through difficulties, even when they, especially when they first don't succeed, when they first try something, which is why the whole self-esteem movement backfires so dramatically and so badly, is because when you're telling somebody that they're great at something, and then they actually try that something and, and learn they're not that they're great not at great it. at it yeah. right away, then they quit. Well, it, yeah. so I, you know, I've mentioned here before that uh, my family was watching this uh, cooking competition that they recently had on the Food Network with all these kids. Yeah, twelve-year-olds. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it, it was a fun show to watch, but there were some moments where I was so frustrated. There was a, a couple of kids in particular who, um, it's a competition, yeah. right? Yeah. And food is subjective. Yes. To some point, you know, and so I taste this, I taste that, I prefer this one over that one. Okay. Then yeah, the taste kid is preference. Is, the kid is distraught. Mm. I don't understand how I lost. I tried my best. Mm. Think about the connection that's going on in that kid's brain. If you try your best, you automatically will win. Right. But you don't. And that's true in subjective things. It's true in objective things. You can run as fast as you want, and you may still come in last place. And the reality is, eventually you will. Yeah. You, eventually. You keep doing it long yeah. enough, you will. There was a time when I, if I ran my fastest, I could beat just about anybody I ever right. ran against. Guess what? I'm 43. Yeah, I'm about 30 pounds heavier than I used to be. If I ran my fastest now, I would not win. Right. Oh yeah, it's always do your best will will somehow succeed. Well, also the message though is what we've been talking about earlier. You represent yourself with vulnerability in the midst of conflict, as scared as you may be, one on one with the person you have the issue with. Guess what? It may not work out. It may blow up in yes. your face, and you've got to be prepared for that. Then you have other options that you can go to. Right, but so I, I talk to my kids about using concentric circles. Yeah. You know, you want to, you know, have this stuff with as few people as possible. Right. So when you have a big dust up with your friend, don't go to social media first. Yeah. Go to your friend. Go to your friend directly. And then if that doesn't work, then go outside increase one, one, one little circle. Which may be then, talking to us. Yeah. Talk, yeah. talk to talk your parents. To talk to a teacher. Right. Talk, if, if not, then it increases another circle. Then it increases another circle. Before it gets public knowledge. Right. You've got several layers to work through first. But we jump now, we have a tendency, and I think we have the ability, and technology exacerbates this. We want to jump to the outer circle first. Right. And work our way in once we've built our case. Rather than the relationship. Yeah. You're using the public pressure rather than the relationship to actually bring about change. So, toughness is grit. Toughness is it's the ability or, to represent yourself in the face of adversity and difficulty even if it might cost you. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough part right there. Well, because Jason, I want to know that it'll work. 
Right. It, it, you, I'm not going to do it unless yeah. I'm going to work. How do right? I know this is going to work? And, and, well, you and, don't. You can't. And that's you got to redefine work. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Because work means uh, work out the way I want it to. Yeah. Which means other people are going to then change. I'm going to move their position. Yeah. How do I get that person to change? I, I can't. Rather than defining success as how well did I accurately... With strength and vulnerability, represent my position. And this is again, we talked about this a little bit last week, but this meme that went around on Facebook, this marriage isn't for you thing, yeah, yeah. you know, that says marriage isn't for your happiness, it's for your spouse's happiness. Mm-hmm. Look, I can't, I, that sets me up in a, I can't win that. Exactly, because I'm not powerful enough to make my spouse happy. No, only, we can only do that for ourselves. She can only make herself happy. Now, what I have to do is think about what are my responsibilities to my spouse as a spouse, yeah. and how well am I living up to those? Now, is that based on feedback I get from my spouse? Of course. Absolutely. Is it absolutely determined by the feedback I get from my spouse? No. No. Because it can't be. It can't ever be. She is a fallible human being. I am not responsible for my spouse's happiness right. or my kid's happiness. No. I can't be. I'm responsible to them. To for representing myself authentically. And, and, and that means being led by love and strength. And, I, and I'm trying to do that, and it's difficult. I, but you know what? I, I, judge, I have to judge these encounters with my daughter. How well did I represent my position? Not how well did she respond to my representation of my position. This is a difficult, difficult yeah. truth to teach. It's, and I see it in marriages all the time. Where I'm not, why? It's not going to work. I'm not going to tell him how I feel. It's <laughs> not going to work. You've got to examine what is your definition of work. Right. What is success for you? If success is about me controlling the other person and me changing the other person, and I'm going to tell you, I, I have hope, an immature definition of success. And I hope you don't succeed. Yeah. I really hope you don't succeed. Because if I can change and manipulate other people, I may say, going in, well, I'm doing this for their good, mm-hmm. but inevitably, the worst crimes ever committed against humanity have been... In the name of doing what's best for ever, other people. Yeah. I'm doing this for their own good. Right. Um, I, I hear that, and I, I know you think you mean that. Well, that's what Richie Incognito is saying. I was yeah. doing this for Jonathan Martin's own Because good. he needs to get tougher, so I need to toughen him up, so this is me doing this for his good. Yeah. And that it never works. No. Now, if you're in a position of leadership in that mm-hmm. situation, how do you lead? Like, you know, if you're the GM for the Miami Dolphins, or if you're the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, or if you're the president mm-hmm. or the owner of the Miami Dolphins, how do you help them? How do you lead through that? We sit at a table together. You bring all the parties in. I bring just the one-on-one. Okay, so just Richie and Jonathan. If the, if that's the central issue, yeah. Just bring them in one on one. Hey, guys, you know what? We're a team. Let's sit down and talk. And what teammates do is we work through stuff. And this is going to be uncomfortable, but we're not leaving the room until we do. Yeah. And the reason why I can say we're not leaving the room is because I'm in charge of your paycheck. Yeah. So you want to be on the team, then we're going to have this out. And what I believe is we can't. And we don't need to involve attorneys. We don't need to involve mediation right now. Right. That's what Tony Dungy would have done. If we have to get there, we always will. We can. can. But we've got several layers we've got to work through before we get there. Right. We're going to sit down just the two of us. And then if that doesn't work, we're going to bring in the entire offensive line. Right. And we'll work, and the offensive line coach, and we'll sit down there. 
And if that doesn't work, we'll bring in the offense and we'll bring in the whole team. We'll sure. bring in attorneys. We'll bring, but we start with just the two of us. Right. So how do you help your kids understand this? Or, or even like on a more practical level, if, if someone out there is listening and they've got conflict, you mm-hmm. know, here we're coming up on the holidays. Right. We got family members, we got in-laws, we got, you know, sure. people coming who we wish weren't coming. Yeah. What do you do? I think that's another podcast. Is that a, is that next week's podcast? Yeah, I think that's next week's podcast. <laughs> In fact, it, it's cool. Here's a, here's a really tricky one. Is uh, I'm doing I'm going on today's show next week to talk about what happens when you don't like your child's mate, your child's wow. spouse, and Oof. they're coming in for Thanksgiving. Okay, that's. I don't know if there's one that's. Uh, I mean, having an uncle little, that you yeah. don't like is a little different, but, but having a son-in-law, wow, yeah, or a daughter-in-law yeah. for that matter, yeah. Okay, Yikes. all right. So that'll be so. So when you're doing that next week, do you yeah, remember what week. day? Yeah, right next now, it's scheduled for uh, Tuesday the nineteenth. Tuesday, the, November nineteenth. In tune into the Today Show, nine o'clock. Hour. Hey, we've said this before, but it bears repeating that uh, we don't spend any money marketing this thing. Right. We uh, rely on you and your word of mouth and your social media savvy. If something that we say here in this podcast is beneficial to you and you think your friends might benefit from it as well, we really would appreciate it if you'd share this with your friends and let them know about our lowly, humble podcast. Even though it has annoying little smack noises like the one you just made with your yes. lips, that one? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Does you, that bother you? You really want There people? are people, that, that's a, that, like, there's a fetish out there. Okay. So, well, um, I, tra- I, all right. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's time to say And you were the guy who coughed up Half a bottle of water outside. But I didn't do it on the air there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, thanks for listening to uh, You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. Two guys learning how to calm down so we can grow up and get closer to the people who matter most. Yep. We'll talk to you more next week.